Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive all year, every year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. Happy June. Holy crap. Happy June. Good <clears throat> night. How did this happen? I don't know. This a year long has... time ago, Tom. There was a boy and a girl. <laughs> June is a busy month in the Colburn house. Because September is yours and Marty's jam. You've told us that That's before. True. It is our jam. <laughs> so I'm going to have, when we come out of the other side of this month of June, we will not only be 30 days, 30 days in June. Yeah. 30 days closer to Christmas, but I will have a 16 year old an 11 year old, 18 year old, just absolutely insane. It's insane. And that 18-year-old is a senior in high school. I know it. So, so I have a sixth grader, a senior, and a junior. It's like a it's like a big year for Cole. And a first grader or kindergartner, right? Yeah, and all of a kindergartner too. Yeah, he's super jazzed. First year and last year. Oh, That's that, right. that thought just stresses me out so much, Julia. <laughs> so, so are you gonna be like so sentimental? You and Marty are gonna plan kid number five. Uh, no, <laughs> we're actively planning how not to make that happen ever again. Four is great. Eight is not great. Four is great. Regardless skip of what. Skip September. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Just skip. <laughs> we will not be celebrating the month of September this year. Sorry. Wake me up Sorry, when folks. September ends. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be your, your theme song for this year. That's it. I like it. It's a good mantra. How are you, Tom, and your child? We are good. We did a couple trips to the zoo last week, which was fun. Ooh, did you see the dinosaur exhibit? We did. Oh, nice. How was it? Uh, I don't know that I recommend it. That doesn't bode well. <laughs> your long post does not bode well. It's just okay. not, I mean, it was, it was like, cheesy animatronics well the real dinosaurs i think were busy at other more prestigious zoos i would assume right oh no they're dead what yeah unfortunately dinosaurs went extinct ellie's convinced there might still be some somewhere that she's holding out to see uh probably because be every time jurassic you turn park? on tv jurassic world is being advertised yeah i can't say that she's off base there i just want them to reboot 
40 years from now when they reboot Jurassic Park, do it the reverse where humans are extinct and dinosaurs bring humans to life using mosquito <laughs> DNA. <laughs> Gosh, could you even imagine what a nightmare that would be for those poor dinosaurs? Yeah, for real. <laughs> 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 they're gonna get like a bad batch and end up with just a bunch of MAGA folks they're gonna be like, oh. Eat immediately they're gonna end up with Marjorie Taylor Greene who, who is somewhere between like <laughs> evolutionary steps anyway <laughs> oh, no. oh no that's so mean but funny at the same time it's funny oh, the best it's jokes true. <laughs> Those are the best jokes. <laughs> Where you feel really horrible for laughing, but you know, also can't help it. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like we should learn we should take any amount of uh scientific knowledge discussing anything that has has like any basis in science from somebody who talks about a peach tree dish. Oh my gosh, she's such an idiot. Even if you she are called from it a Georgia, peach tree dish? Yes, yeah. you can go hear her say peach tree dish. And that's on top of the gazpacho police. Gazpacho police. She called it gazpacho police? She called the Gestapo the gazpacho. That's hard. So, Julia, you... It's not often you see a new theatrical movie in theaters before me on this podcast. Only if Tom Cruise is involved, right? I feel like that's a safe metric because I will also be watching the new Men in, uh, not Men in Black, um, Mission Impossible when it comes out. And I know you're not going to be running to the theater to see that one. Correct. Yeah, so. Uh, I've never I, seen a Mission uh, Impossible movie. I like them. They're super enjoyable, I think. Anthony does not agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you say what you need to say about Top Gun without me. Like <laughs> how was the movie, okay, Julia? So we went, we went, um, and Smarty and I and the two older kids went and saw Top Gun Maverick, um, like two days after it opened, one day after it opened, whatever. And it was delightful. It and this is coming from somebody who one doesn't like Tom Cruise and two didn't like the original Top Gun because both it hit me at the wrong age and the wrong gender for how it was aimed and I just thought it was stupid. What? What? But <laughs> that's just crazy one, talk. So this Top Gun still has Tom Cruise. Okay. Who has gotten better as an actor since he first started acting? We can absolutely say that with every truth and certainty. But this is a dang good movie. You get to see Val Kilmer, which is very exciting and made me very happy. And it's a wonderful scene that they're both in together. And um, how's he looking now? He's in the air. He's looking like he's looking. He's there. Um, they write it very, very well into the story. And the scene is really pretty beautiful between him and Tom Cruise. So anyway, um, the scenes, <clears throat> the scenes in the air are phenomenal. Like I've never seen. I've never seen action like that, that I know is real um, because Tom Cruise with his crazy ways, as he does, has lots of demands when it comes to movies he's a part of. And one of his demands was as little CGI as possible. So they spent a ton of time in the air with actual pilots in actual planes. And it feels like it 
And I really can appreciate a movie where you're watching something that looks like it shouldn't be possible, but you know that that's a real guy in a real plane doing a thing. Well, did you see his interview with James Corden, where he put James Corden in the back of that jet and flew him around and James Corden was like having a heart attack, getting sick? I'm not surprised. For real? Yeah. Instead of doing like a, so instead of doing car karaoke, did they do a plane karaoke? (laughs) They did not. It was just Tom Cruise like doing all his stunt flying with James Corden in the back, looking like he was going to die. Um, Sang. So I do not like Tom Cruise. I have been thinking a lot about this. I think I would. If I had to be stuck in an island with Tom Cruise's entire filmography or Adam Sandler's, I would pick Adam Sandler's. Oh, because, man, ugh. that's a statement. Uh, I just do not like him as an actor. I do not like him as a person. Having said that, I have heard nothing but that negative about this new Top Gun movie. Word of mouth mm-hmm. has been phenomenal. Like you, Julia, I've seen tons of people who didn't care for the original who loved this one. Mm-hmm. So I am going to say now that since Julia has, on more than one occasion, taken my recommendations, I am going to see this in theaters before it leaves theaters. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm going to be the one person to, def- to defend the original Top Gun as one of the greatest movies of my childhood. I and it's perfectly it. valid. So much. Did was there any Kenny Loggins in this one at all? Yes. Are you serious? Do, so, do they do they do I'm the totally same needle serious. drops? They must do the same needle drops. So okay, so I haven't seen. I mean, I've seen the original Top Gun, but I really couldn't tell you many of the Easter eggs. But me not having seen probably in its entirety Top Gun can still tell you. They hit the Easter eggs a casual observer is expecting them to hit. And then they hit other ones that are deeper dives, right? For your true like Top Gun fans that like you'll pick up on Tom that I did not pick up on until like I read stuff afterwards. Nice. But like there's Kenny Loggins. His bomber jacket is back. There are certain. Yeah. Like it's 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 as much for it, it pays as much fan service as it pays service to people who really don't have a history with Top Gun. It's a very, very nice balance. It's pretty impressive the way they did it. Um, And then you going in, knowing Top Gun, you'll probably see a lot more links to, like the story's not that different. The story is different because times have changed, but it's still the same-ish story because you get a bunch of guys with egos in there and they're going to butt heads and try and be the best, right? Right. but it's done in such a way it's not obnoxious. I mean, I didn't think it was obnoxious. Marty did mm. see Top Gun and really liked Top Gun. Um, and he didn't feel like it was obnoxious either. So it's a win. Well, that that's a win because I do feel that it's a hard balance, especially nowadays in the legacy sequels or requels or whatever. Like there a lot of movies have a trouble finding that balance between too many Easter eggs and fan service versus mm-hmm you know, stuff that actually services the plot. So right. it's good for the fans that this one did it well. It is. I am I'm really excited, y'all. A fan of him or his films. And I will say in terms of needle drops, Stranger Things had the best needle drop 
in a long time this past week. In episode four. What is, what is Needle Drop? It's just a song, right? Buzz song. That's where you drop where you drop a song in the middle of the scene. It services a scene. Oh, which song was it? We need to talk afterwards. Kate Bush running up the hill. Okay. So I did not know that song is from the 80s. I had no idea because I like the Meg, My- Meg Myers. Meg Myers. I'm pretty sure. Um, she dropped that song like in the last two years and it's a, an amazing song. And I thought it was just her original song. And now I know it's a remake. And so it's just an amazing remake. I had no idea it was originally, it originally came out in the eighties. A lot of people didn't, but leave it to something like stranger things running up the hill, running up that hill by Kate Bush, but leave it to stranger things and something in popular culture zeitgeist to propel the original song to number one on iTunes, like right after it did. It did. <laughs> so I mean, I it was it. used in such a fantastic manner. That's all I'll say. Oh yeah, it was. But the show is really good, Tom. It's like the I, best I can't season. Wait to watch it. Yeah, it is the that scariest of all of them. So, not that you would have watched the originals with Ellie, but definitely not this one with Ellie. This one is definitely I, very heavily inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street and it. Oh, really? In really good ways. In the, yeah, in the good ways. A villain is definitely like a mix of Freddy Krueger and Pennywise. You know, and the way they're connecting things is just, it makes me so happy. Like, it's all like, um, yes, please, like, please connect the things. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a moment to brag here because I had you know, said that Brett Gelman as Murray is like one of the most underrated people on that show. He is freaking hysterical every time he's on the screen. And I tweeted that out and Brett Gelman liked my tweet, the verified Brett Gelman. And that made my night tonight. So. Oh my gosh. That makes my night. I love him. He's in our movie tonight as well. You didn't notice. <laughs> Tell me it didn't sound like him. So tonight, that's a perfect segue. We are <laughs> taking some acid, dropping some acid, and journeying back to the land of breaking bad. And we are going to be covering the 1979 television special, Jack Frost. This movie sucks. <laughs> Quick plot synopsis. Quick plot synopsis. A Jack bunch of Frost. stuff that doesn't relate or make any sense happens and continues to happen until the end. Jack Frost and <laughs> Jack Frost. Damn you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Frost, an immortal winter sprite, falls in love with a human girl named Elisa after rescuing her. Jack asks Father Winter if he can become a human in order to be with her. And uh, he gives him until the start of spring, too. He has to get it. For whatever reason, in order to stay human, he needs a house, a horse, a bag of gold. And And he has to get married. Like, what the heck? Like, why are those requirements for how many people in this time period were not valid humans because they couldn't afford a house, a horse, or have a bag of gold? 
Okay. Especially we'll when we open up for some weird reason in supposedly the caucus region and nobody has any money. <laughs> we'll get to that. So this special was written by Romeo Muller, who did all the other Ranking Bass specials. And like all the other Ranking Bass specials, it was directed by Jules Bass and Arthur Rankin Jr. Um, it was narrated by Buddy Hackett, who I'm pretty sure has been in some of these before. Uh, I am not going to go through the cast individually, other than read off the names, because I'm pretty sure these people just re reappear repeatedly in all of these freaking bass stuff. But yeah. Robert Morse plays Jack Frost. Buddy Hackett does the voice of Pardon Me Pete, a.k.a. the Groundhog, which you'll get to. Um, Deborah Klinger does the voice okay. of Elisa. Paul Fries, we've definitely covered him before, does Father Winter and Kubla Kraus. Dave Garraway does no one of import. Uh, Dina Lynn does the voice of Holly. Sonny Melendez does Sir Ravenel Wrightfellow. Don Messick does the voice of Snip. And that's our main cast. Oh, and Maury Laws does the music of this mission. So, <laughs> history with Jack Frost. Tom, you look like you my history stuff to say. with Jack Frost is way too long. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> and I will say, listeners, peek behind the curtain. Normally, the three of us are scrambling to share the video the day of recording because we're slackers. So when Tom texted yesterday saying he was watching the film, I was so surprised he was doing his homework in advance. I was off work. So I thought, hey, let's just do this. So we don't fight over tomorrow because I know my lazy slacker compatriots are going to be uh pushing it to the last minute and Julia. i watched it with ellie and she didn't focus at all on it for more than like 10 minutes <laughs> julia how about you uh i did wait until the last minute to watch this one so i finished it about an hour and a half before we started recording um what's funny is i've never seen this that's not the funny part um i've never seen it before but the jack frost character it was super duper familiar. So like he must be, is he in a heavy marketing rotation? He, they play him. They play this one a lot on ABC on Freeform. Yeah. So you I mean, would have seen the commercials familiar, but the story wasn't. So yeah, I guess just the commercial. His, his face. Well, okay. So I had a, I have history with this one. I grew up with this one, like most of the Rankin Bass stuff. This one was never one of my mm -hmm. favorites because of its questionable relation to Christmas, which we'll get to. But yeah, <laughs> but I what do. What Christmas movie isn't told by a? Uh, <laughs> what Christmas movie isn't told by a groundhog? Anyway. <laughs> it wasn't one of my favorites, but I've seen it multiple times throughout the years. Um, actually, I just covered it with Jerry D on Totally Rad Christmas a few months ago. And that's probably my favorite memory of this special because we just <laughs> had fun uh, talking through this one and trying to figure out how it connects to the wider <laughs> Rankin Pass universe. universe. Um, because as with all these specials, they're supposed to connect. It doesn't right. at all. I would and argue this one connects is. better than a lot of them. So the story begins 
like all the Rankin Bass specials do, we get <laughs> we get the news clippings at the beginning, right? Instead of Christmas, mm-hmm. though, it's Groundhog Day, and everyone's waiting to see if the Groundhog sees his shadow. We meet Pardon Me Pete, the Groundhog, who we find out made a deal with Jack Frost to extend winter by six weeks, so he can sleep a little longer. And then we get the same thing we do in every Rankin Bass special. You've never heard of Jack Frost? Well, sit back and I'll tell you the story. <laughs> yes, we've all heard of Jack Frost. Everybody has heard of Jack Frost. You're not inventing anything new. And we go back in time. Hundreds of years. If I could turn back time. <laughs> I'd not watch this show. <laughs> I'd throw punch Anthony for suggesting it. And Juliet agree. Okay, I'll stop. So we meet Jack Frost, who's living in the clouds as a winter sprite with, you know, there's big father winter and he has friends named Snip and Holly and they all make snowflakes with scissors and each snowflake is different and individual and... What a slog. Sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole factory conveyor belt thing. And Jack Frost, but, but he's he, no, it's not because the guy's supposed to have like make millions of these, but he's sitting there hand cutting each one. Ugh, just... That's how they're each unique. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack Frost, though, like a lot of heroes in every story, wants something more than his life, right? And he spends a lot of time. Mm-hmm fantasizing about the human world and okay wait 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 before we get into that we believe that he's alone right that's the thing like he's lonely there's nobody else like him and then we see an entire world full of people just like him <laughs> hundreds of them everywhere but he doesn't yes. have a girl he doesn't have a girl so he falls in love with this why. human girl <laughs> named Elisa who who can't see him so it's a very one-sided romance because none of oh, the but she's in love him. with she's in love with Jack Frost. Yeah, that was weird. She she has this weird like infatuation with Jack Frost nipping at her nose, which I felt was a <laughs> yeah, it's kinky. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she likes his dead eyes apparently. <laughs> um. And Jack ends up saving her because she tries to, she almost falls right into the lake or something. And he freezes the lake and saves her. Something like that. Uh, and Jack realizes he's in love with her. Let's so, tell the whole story here. We have the king of the Cossacks who rides around on a metal horse that is powered by fire steam inside of it, who walks on the lake and the weight and the steam melt and crack the ice but he gets across just fine but this tiny dainty little creature is suddenly like spiraling down headed towards a waterfall that magically opened out of this frozen lake i'm so dumb. confused by this so classic character so yes this 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 cossack is named kubla kraus he's an evil king who lives all alone up in a castle on the miserable mountain and he his whole aesthetic is very steampunk. He has a steampunk horse, an army of like steampunk robots, and a dummy he talks to, a steampunk dummy that he talks to, that 
answers he answers himself. he has he clearly has mental health issues this guy he has major issues serious <laughs> issues he, 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 he talks to, he talks to this puppet and then the and then the puppet talks back to him like oh cool and like oh <laughs> it's all very bizarre but he has oh. a he has an iron horse named clang stomper and a butler named fetch kvetch and yeah, they're all made of iron. <laughs> oh, and his knights. Knights. All of his knights. And he takes everybody's money. He wants everybody's <laughs> money. And everybody's wood. last coin. And wood. He owns all the wood and all the money. So the people in, during it's the can't wait for winter, they can't wait until winter because during winter, they get to make ice coins, which for some reason they trade as currency. <laughs> knowing they will melt <laughs> so dumb <laughs> you're, jumping ahead. you're jumping ahead a little bit well let's make this let's let's let's, let's uh, you know give the full backstory here so it makes a little sense <laughs> oh, oh yeah please, let's do that please enlighten me anthony i would like for you to enlighten me <laughs> let's first. make this make sense <laughs> so jack frost goes to father winter and it's like Yo, pops, I'm in love with a girl. Make me human. No, 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 nope, 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 nope. He goes and talks to Snip, the guy who sits around and just makes snowflakes all the time. And he talks to him and Holly, this like Creepy. somebody who she looks like the Muppet, the ghost past in the Muppet Christmas. She has, she has dead eyes and a monotone voice, and she's supposed to somehow be related to Christmas. So I don't get she's that. a little bitty at all she's too small to be one of santa's elves as they say uh, he's telling them about that he wants this and father winter overhears and how father winter is related to the winter warlock and how jack frost is, i don't know and don't how know. he how snow miser is related don't know mm. winter bolt i will say Mother nature i don't know i don't get it i don't know but father winter does say jack I'm going to give you a chance, but you have to prove you can succeed as human. So I'm going to make you a human, but you have to earn a horse, a house, a bag of gold, and a wife by the first sign of spring. So Anthony, let's just put this in perspective. Do you have a bag of gold? I have a bank account. <laughs> do you have a bag of gold? You did not say a bank account. I do not have a bag of gold. Do you have a horse? Uh, a lot of people say Larry looks like a horse. He's so big. <laughs> um so you and i and julia none of us have a, well a house none of us have a, a horse or a bag of gold so we are not good enough to stay human i feel judged by this, by this creepy war winter guy who, who has neither a horse nor a bag of gold nor a wife nor a house he's awfully judgy yeah, yeah he is you're so and he has fat huh? fingers. Did y'all notice how fat his fingers were? <laughs> and he has very detailed like fingernail beds, which was yeah, he did comfortable. That made I didn't I didn't enjoy that. I didn't like, why does nobody else get a movie? nail bed? Everybody's got three fingers, but only he has nail beds. I don't understand that. <laughs> so Jack agrees because he doesn't realize how hard it is going to be to be human and assume all of that. So he's a he, smitten kitten. He cares. Which about I don't understand because he obviously has experience with humans. This is not his first rodeo. He's been down there. He's seen them. He's had time to fall in love with a girl. 
Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. He shouldn't have exactly been like a fish out of water because he observed them enough. He I'll creeped. give you that. Uh, so as a human, he is no longer pale blue. <laughs> he looks like exactly the same, just in Technicolor almost. And he's wearing a and he's wearing blue, like he's or a green cape now. And he has blonde hair. Blonde hair instead of white. Yep. And he realizes he can't call himself Jack Frost because people know who Jack Frost is. So he calls himself Jack Snip. And he opens a tailor shop in the middle of this town called January Junction. Which is in the Uh, caucus region and only a few people sound like they're from the caucus. But, But he's not alone because Father Winter sends down Snip and Holly to watch after him, which you would think which they is would weird be- because he was so concerned about Jack not fitting in. So he sends people who have never been down to earth before a guy who just, a guy <laughs> who sits out. in his room with a pair of scissors. <laughs> okay. That's you're making it for a living. <laughs> you're making this snip guy sound a lot creepier than he actually is. What does he do? He sits around and cuts snowflakes. That's everything. And for some reason he is the one that's going to come and help. I don't, I don't I'm not going to buy it. Y'all. <laughs> um so yeah they're sent down to help check for the next few months it's almost like punishment for them because well, they okay, want to be human at this point jack is at the girl he loves house with her family they're sharing their dinner with him they don't have money we later learn because they're going to go peel next week's pee which was just a weird, he, he said, go peel next week's pee so that we can feed these guests. Ugh, I, miss that. I know. Anyway, and they just happened to show up, Holly and Snip show up and Jack's like, oh, these are my friends. And for some reason, these people here aren't thinking, wow, these guys are going to totally just, dis- these guys are going to invade my home, kill me and steal what I have because it's creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you wouldn't wonder back then when it takes like, you know, weeks to go from town to town, how these three strangers all just show up with the days of one another. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was the same day, wasn't it? Was I wrong? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But Elisa is charmed by Jack Sniff, but she's still in love with Jack Frost, and she has romantic interest into Sir Ravenel Wrightfellow, who is a knight in golden armor. Sir Chinless scary face. Like he looks like <laughs> Kurt Russell's son a little bit, but like not in a good way. <laughs> so this whole dynamic, in case y'all haven't seen it, listening, is very between Sir Ravenall and Elisa and Jack, is very quasimodo as Morelda and Phoebus from Disney. That's what it is. Because yes. yes. Um, but Unfortunately for Jack and Sir Ravenel, Elisa's kidnapped by Kraus <sighs> and taken to his castle in the miserable mountain. And she's eventually rescued by Sir Ravenel. So Kraus vows to destroy January Junction by sending. Okay. <laughs> what? Just a second. Just a second. <laughs> okay. So when you, what's it called? The miserable mountain. Yeah, the castle yes. on the miserable, whatever it's called. When they showed the castle on Miserable Mountain, my response was, that is just a terrible set. 
you could totally tell that's like a miniature. And that is the most ridiculous <laughs> miniature set I've ever seen in my life. And then I stopped and I was like, oh, they're all miniatures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very judgy for a minute. I felt kind of bad. So let's take a step back and realize in this Rankin Bass universe, we have the miserable mountain. We have somber town. It's not mm. a very happy place to live. No. Um, but Krauss, after Elisa is rescued, vows to destroy January Junction by sending a thousand knights down <sighs> to recapture his bride. And he ends up throwing Jack, Snip, and Holly into the dungeon. Yeah. And this is where Jack is like, I can't do anything as a human. I have to be a winter sprite again. Yeah. So he gives up his humanity. He creates a snowstorm. He makes a massive snowstorm, but only on the top of the mountain and freezes in Kubla Kraus. And all the Knights. And all the Knights. No, he doesn't. He freezes them. Oh, yeah, you're right. And, and then he. They get all buried in snow. Yeah. 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 And he keeps the storm going all winter until, uh oh, Groundhog Day. And on Groundhog Day, there's no sign of sun. So the groundhog's not going to see a shadow, which means spring's here. And they take this quite literally because it's almost like <laughs> the minute spring arrives, they're gone. So yeah. Jack Frost has like the sentient shadow that he uses to scare part of me Pete back into hibernation. It's like a whip up the storm <laughs> for another six weeks. <laughs> and it goes on for another six weeks until like an hour until spring. Yeah, because he has to um, the 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 winter <laughs> whatever, father winter, whatever the dude's name is, has to quit whenever nature tells him. Yeah, so, so he's starting to see signs. I'm seeing signs. I think it's time to wrap it up. Jack Frost. <laughs> so Jack becomes a human again. And he tricks the Knights into walking right off the mountain. Yeah. By imitating Dommy the being, dummy. By being the dummy. Yep. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. Because, <laughs> because the dummy is literally just a manifestation of this guy's own personality. He <laughs> controls the dummy. And yet somehow he fell for this other voice <laughs> as a dummy. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jack causes Kraus to fall out of the castle and Father Winter blows him away. Just literally blows him away across the mm-hmm. land. And who knows what becomes of him? We assume he's dead, but me and Jerry think he is probably the Burgermeister's ancestor and created Sombert. Mm-hmm. And thus it's all connected. Uh, <laughs> so, but this is good news for Jack because now he can claim the castle and the gold and the steampunk horse for himself yeah so he goes back down to town to ask elisa's parents for a hand in marriage but during his six months six weeks away during all of winter plus the additional six weeks she fell in love with sir 
Raven Reginald, Revenal. I don't know. And I'm so over this already, y'all. Rather than putting up a fight, Jack becomes a spirit again. And he blo- he turns her wedding bouquet into ice. And she's like, an old friend, just kiss the bride. <laughs> just very weird. Yeah, and, and uh, he's like, oh, what was that? Oh, an old, old friend, just kiss the bride. <laughs> and Jack goes back home where Snip says, Winter would be the same without you, Jack. And we go back to modern day where part of me, Pete's finishing up this story, getting ready to go back to sleep. And he says that Jack Frost is still his old tricks to ensure there's winters are always longer, but I don't care because I'm lazy and I like the extra sleep. The end. (laughs) That's our special. (laughs) He was adorable, by the way. Pardon me, Pete? Yes. He was so cute. Yeah, I think so too. He was. So we have covered Jack Frost before in Rankin Bass Mm. in Mm. Frosty's Winter Wonderland, where he was like a vengeful spirit trying to grab Frosty's hat and break up that marriage. So this fits quite well as a prequel. He lost his love and now he's just a vengeful, bitter bitter ice spirit in the future. This is a villain origin story. Yeah, it is. So my favorite question every time we do a Rankin Bass special on the trippiness scale, Julia, <laughs> of all the Rankin Bass specials, is this like, <laughs> you know, what's the scale here? What's the, I think Frosty was your highest, so probably the least trippy, and the leprechauns are probably the lowest. Like, where does this fall here? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> It's a it's a delicate balance between trippy and just like whatever with the storytelling. Um, yeah, this one plays around Nestor and and Leprechaun Christmas Gold for sure. It's just it's the most I don't understand. It's the throw it at the wall way to tell a story. I I don't know. I don't understand. This one felt very rank and bassy to me. They would probably take that as a compliment. <laughs> it's not good. given as such, but they can definitely take it as a compliment if they want to. <laughs> they, um, so I always thought the strongest drinking mass specials are the ones where they had like source material to go on, you know, Rudolph, Santa Claus is coming to Somebody down. Somebody else. Mm-hmm. For sure. You would have thought somewhere in this special they would have just taken that line from the christmas song jack frost nipping at your nose and like build a whole song around a show around that song or something sure. or at least incorporated that song in here somewhere yeah this is not. not even in it and then but there's they, only a little bit of christmas in it anyway yes this is i wouldn't even say this is set at christmas no <laughs> sure didn't feel like it which is weird because Reggie Bass's whole business model is Christmas. <laughs> like, why didn't they do something like he had until midnight on Christmas Eve to get all those things? Then it could have been set at Christmas. Like, then he had to return to work for the actual hard winter because that's when winter really starts anyway, after Christmas, really. Right. That would be more sense, but who am yeah. I? I'm just a fan. CBS, whoever owns the rights, I know the rights are scattered everywhere. If you're listening, hit me up. I'll I'll reboot this whole universe and make it coherent. 
<laughs> I will be on. We do. We did a whole Patreon, and that was a fun episode. I forgot who I cast as Jack Frost, though. I just know Key and Peele were Heat Miser and Snow Miser for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, Tom, you clearly loved this special based on your running commentary. I did. <laughs> well, it's not a Christmas movie, clearly. Did it have a Linus moment? Mm-mm. Sure did. No, it didn't. He realized he made the choice, unlike Ariel, who gave up her life, to go back to just being himself. He didn't need to give up anything for a woman. <laughs> I don't think he would have figured that out. I don't think he would have figured that out if Mitten wasn't in the picture. Uh, he got he got shown up. Somebody else wanted him. Somebody else, or she wanted somebody else, so she didn't want him. So she has right. like a Joker mouth. In case Unsettling. I haven't said this yet, dumb, Deep. dumb, so dumb, dumb. <laughs> she did have a Joker mouth. Holly was the weirdest looking one, though. She was creepy. <laughs> Very unsettling. Mm. They're all unsettling, except for the groundhog. And I thought Jack was fine, too. They could do better with the eyes. He was fine other than the eyes. Like, Jack, I didn't mind the way Jack looked. I liked him as Jack. Um, The sensation of him being invisible, like, that was great. When he went human, though, and his eyes took on a color, it was a little more uncomfortable. But, like, the rest of his body was, like, he was super cute. Like, he was totally fine. On our... (laughs) Okay, so... This Jack Frost versus evil Jack Frost and Frosty versus Martin Short Jack Frost and the Santa Claus. Which of the three would you want hanging out in your backyard making it snow in the winter? Can I pick Chris Pine from 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 Guardians? Oh yeah, of- we we did cover that. I was trying to think. I, we did cover that. I, yes, he's my Jack Frost. I can't stress this enough. I couldn't care less. Well, this no is why this is why you don't get snow, a lot of snow in Oklahoma, because you just dissed Jack Frost like that on mic for the world to hear. Shucks. <laughs> all Jack Frosts look alike, though. They all have the same aesthetic. They're all very similar looking. They are. Spiky-ish, light-colored hair, tall and skinny. Kind of bluish white complexion. Yeah, they're all the same. They're all the same. Everyone, every Jack Frost looks alike, guys. But (laughs) tall does not tall is not a good descriptor of Martin Short, but all the other ones it is. Anyway, let's put this puppy to bed and rank this thing. Two point two. Quarter. No, you know what? I'll give it. Mm, I hate this. I hate this list. Listeners, if you're listening, why are we keeping this list? I'll guess, listeners, why? I'm going to give it a 3.5. To give this a 1.983. Hmm. That's a stinker. Which puts it at number 35 on our list. Just above, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. And just below, Frosty's Winter Wonderland, which Jack Frost also appeared in. 
Man, he's like box office poison, huh? Is that it? <laughs> I'll be curious to see what listeners think of this. Where can they do that, y'all? Uh, they can go to linktree.com slash just the podcast and find all of our all of our social media sites with one nice, super easy link that I finally remembered because I have it written down on the piece of paper next to me. It did it. Way to go, Julia. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I'm super excited. And now I'm done for the night later, skaters. <laughs> they can also go to Patreon and hear some awesome, not publicly released content and get access to some cool stuff we're gonna announce a tis the podcast mug pre-sale on patreon to give our patrons first dibs at getting those limited number of mugs uh yeah patreon uh if you're listening to this today it dropped we just did a moon night episode me julia and jerry d of totally rare christmas uh julia's been really kicking a on patreon this year she's been on the majority of episodes which has been awesome it's insane uh at some point an episode will drop in which me tom and art of a cozy christmas podcast i need to edit that um (laughs) and some points some point soon you will hear me and Julia, and maybe other people, maybe not, because sometimes I just like talking with Julia without guests. Talk <laughs> Stranger Things, Season 4, Volume 1. I'm going to try real hard to get caught up. Do it. Do it. I haven't it. done a Patreon with y'all, with both We need y'all. the three amigos. We need the three amigos, especially for that, because that'll be a fun one. That'll be fun. And, uh, you know, it's June... Leon Day is coming up, so you'll get a bonus episode in your main feed on the 25th, which we have to find time to record. Mm. And lots of stuff coming up, y'all. Lots of exciting stuff. We're almost at the halfway point of Christmas, which is crazy. Um, I have a question of the week for y'all. Oh, well, oh, we have shoot. to answer last week's question of the week. So last week, it was either Matt Yurick or Ron Hogan, a.k.a. President Hot Dog. It was President Hot Dog. Okay, so as Ron Hogan, aka President Hot Dog of Filmstrip Podcast, asked us what holiday special that's kind of falling. I forgot how he phrased it. That's not as well known anymore. Would you like to see make a resurgence, make a comeback? Because his wife, Holly, had never heard of the Claymation Christmas Spectacular. So he said he would choose that one to bring back into like rotation. So, which holiday special that's fallen out of grace would you like to see come back every year? I don't have an answer for this. And I actually did think about it this week. Not a lot, but like a little. Um, I don't I don't have an answer for this, which is a little frustrating. Well, you like, were, I don't want to see the claymation special come back. I don't in fairness, you were you were never really a Christmas special person, except for the Peanuts and the Grinch. Like you really right. didn't have a lot of history with many of the stuff we covered on the TV show. No, so that's my out. Thank you for that. Thank you for vocalizing the real I would core have issue. Thought, <laughs> I would have thought you would have picked Emmett Otter because you really like that, and that one's not very popular. Yeah, anymore. there you go. Well, I don't want it remade. 
No, no. they're not saying remade. Which would you just no, like no. to see put back in rotation and be get, oh. like? Oh, I see. Oh, then yeah. yeah, I would totally pick Emma Otter. I love Emma Otter. I would be delighted to see that on TV in regular rotation. I misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> Thank you. For I would that, Tom. I would pick Emmett Otter or the Muppet <laughs> Family Christmas or mm. a Garfield Christmas because we all loved a Garfield oh. Christmas and that's not show they show that back to back with the peanuts every year. They should. They should do that. What about you, Tom? They're all excellent ideas. This is tough. This is really tough. <laughs> is Winnie the Pooh in Christmas too? I don't see that on very often. That's a good one. Is that on very often? I see it like mm, once a year. You on disney channel but it's not on it doesn't get play like a lot of these do so that's a good answer uh mm-hmm. that one or the follow-up uh, i did enjoy as a kid and i have not watched it much since but it's a what's the sequel the second charlie brown christmas one there's a second one it's christmas oh. time again charlie brown oh yeah the one from the 90s is it from the 90s or the 80s. It's definitely like years later. I thought it was the 90s. It is. It's 92. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Oh, actually, you know what should be we should we should all we should also remember the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> oh, let's not bring that back. Uh, I, I'm going to speak for Sarah and say that she would probably <laughs> I thought she was making I brought this up before. I thought she was making it up. But it's a real special. Why, Charlie Brown? Why? That's the name of it. Oh my god! It's where a girl comes to school and has cancer, and like oh. she's bullied because she has to shave her head and everything, and she leaves school and goes to the hospital. And the title's taken from Linus saying, "Why, Charlie Brown? Why?" But she's fine in the end. But I thought for years Sarah had made this up, and we googled it. And it's true. Like she said, she remembers it as a kid and felt really bad for. The girl. Kids bullied her. Maybe kids. Kids bullied her not because Peanuts of cancer, but because of the shaved, shaved head. head. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. Kids are so mean in peanuts. Charles Schultz they definitely are. had a very cynical view of childhood. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Some I, mean, I wouldn't a- I wouldn't say a hundred percent wrong though, because kids can be very mean. Kids can be mean. I have a question, though, for next week for our listeners. Okay. Since this is not a spoiler or anything, it's not even Christmas related, but I know a lot of our listeners are Stranger Things fans. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to pose a question. What song would you listen to to break Vecna's spell over you? So you have a week to think about it. You can only that. choose one. Oh. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. Sure. You enforce them. That's funny. It's like saying I enforce them. I don't. You know, I'm straight up walking in here next week with multiple answers to your question. I don't be are. like, I can't just pick one. So I picked several. Highway to the Danger Zone by Kenny Law. You are jazzed about watching the new top gun aren't you i so am y'all it's really good actually uh if it's just is it just a song from the 80s or what's the deal with it no it does any song any song a lot too but can only do one 
And Julia, I'm why do you put up. all your choices in a hat and then have Hannah narrow it down for you? Because I feel like Hannah is idea. ruthless and brutal and will pick one for you. She will. You know what? You know what song I love from the 80s that is really underappreciated? What? I think it's the 80s. Let me confirm. Hold, please. While Tom's confirming that, I do also just want to say, Julia, on mic for everyone to hear, I am a very proud Uncle Anthony uh, toward uh, Hannah for really diving into this Conjuring universe and liking it. So. <laughs> so it was so funny. Because it popped up on my Netflix that I had was watching The Conjuring. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And she had a friend's last night. And so today I was like, what do you think of The Conjuring? And she's like, I liked it. I was like, she's like, now I'm pretty sure I need to watch. She's like, we watched one and two last night. I think I need to watch the Annabelle movies. And then I probably need to watch that nun movie. And then I really want to see La Llorona because that looks really good. And it's got the same guy in it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're connected. Let me ask Anthony. <laughs> and so that's what I texted you. And she's like, yeah, I thought they were. I'm going to watch all of them. Tell her to make <laughs> sure like, to watch the third so Conjuring proud. too. There were three in the main. Yeah, she line. knew there was three. She just didn't know where she was going to find it. And I'm like, I'm sure Anthony has it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you could probably go positively nuts on Anthony's voodoo. Because I think he's got all of them because he loves them. I do. <laughs> she's oh. like, ooh, I'm going to do that. They're all there. Yeah. What year was it, Tom? What song was it? The Look by the rock set, Rockettes. She's the got rock the look. Sets? She's got that the one. look. That one? Oh. Wow. Rock set. That song, yes, Julia. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was right. Cool. That's a good song. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> so we have two weeks coming up with guests, with friends coming on. Ooh. Next week, Todd Killian of Christmas Platter is coming on to discuss LA Confidential with us, his choice. Curious to see. Right? I love that movie. Yeah. Curious to see how he spins that entire Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> and the week after that, we are being joined by Matt Urich of TGI Podcast to discuss the Christmas episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Remaining mm, topical. Really Remaining topical, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of being fun, we only have 5,016 days until Christmas. What? That can't be right. Does that mean we only have 209 days? Yeah. 29 weeks, y'all. That's bonkers. Say what? We're under 30. We're Benjamin buttoning faster than we can count. <laughs> Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're, we're not. That That's not true because we're counting every week. Bye. I like it. I like the way you, you ended that when you needed to happen. Oh, my. Oh, my. I really don't deserve it. I think I'll cry. It's just what I always wanted. It's perfectly right. It's just what I always wanted. A Christmas delight. It's just what he always wanted. It's perfectly right. It's just what he always wanted, a Christmas delight. I hoped you wouldn't bother, oh my, oh my. I'll use it every morning, I think I'll cry. It's just what I always wanted, it's perfectly right. It's just what I always wanted, a Christmas delight. It's just what you always wanted, it's perfectly right. It's 
It's just what she always wanted, a Christmas delight. It's absolutely charming. Oh my, oh my. The color really suits me. I think I'll cry. It's just what I always wanted. It's perfectly right. It's just what I always wanted, a Christmas delight. It's just what she always wanted. It's perfectly right. It's just what she always wanted, a Christmas delight. It's simply too expensive. Oh my, oh my, I'll treasure it forever. I think I'll cry. It's just what I always wanted. It's perfectly right. It's just what I always wanted, a Christmas delight. It's just what we always wanted. It's 